Coming up, David Gravel stumbles and Casey Kane has his first podium. Plus, what the hell is happening with Mav TV Plus? We'll look at all of that stuff and more. Let's go. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Got a bunch of stuff for you today, and we'll start with the Word of Outlaws at Husits last night. Spencer Baston picked up his second win of the season and fourth of his career after leading just the final five laps of the feature. It's a pretty good way to start that new partnership with title sponsor True Timber, uh, who joined the team just this week. We actually talked about that on yesterday's show. Uh, there's a lot to unpack from last night, though, outside of the Baston win. We had Casey Kane starting on the pole, and he actually led the most laps at 23, but ended up settling for third at the end. It was his first career podium with the Outlaws, his first top five of the season, and just third top 10 result. Husits isn't an easy track to pass on, and Kane took full advantage of that with a good qualifying spot, which earned him a dash appearance after a good heat race finish, and then he pulled that one pill in the dash draw that turned into a podium finish. We also had David Gravel crashing out of the lead on lap 19 and ending up 20th after that car couldn't get out of the work area. Gravel crashed past halfway, so they were not guaranteed any time to get the car fixed, and there was just too much damage to overcome in the short amount of time they did have. Gravel has fallen into a tie now with Logan Schuhart for fourth in the outlaw standings. They're both 70 po uh, 74 points behind Sweet. Gravel started fourth and was by Kane for the top spot on lap 17. But the two car tried to thread the needle on the front stretch to get by a lap car on the high side and gravel caught the outside wall and it looked like maybe the contact broke the right front suspension and from there he was just a passenger before last night it had been 18 races since gravel won an outlaw show and i wonder if maybe we didn't see a bit of desperation from him in that moment and it was a move he didn't necessarily need to make i think he was clearly faster than the nine car so the hole in the championship gets bigger now for the big game team and the pressure will only grow through the weekend at the track owned by his car owner and with that big money coming up on Saturday. A couple of other notes here. There was no Craig Kinzer last night and there won't be for the rest of the weekend either as he continues to recover from that concussion. Also, last night was Donnie Schatz's first quick time of any type for 2022. He was not overall fast time for the night, but he was quickest in his group. His time trial average for the season so far is his worst uh, of the six uh, years of outlaw results I have in the dirttracker.com analytics database. So headed into three more nights now of racing at Husets, Brad Sweet's championship lead is now down to 42 over Carson Macedo with Sheldon Huddenshield just another four points back in third. Gravel and Shuhart follow with everyone from shots in sixth on back well more than 100 points behind. Last night's racing was a full points event, and tonight and tomorrow will be normal full point nights as well. Saturday will be show up points only, thanks to the Outlaws Anthony Carini for that information. Tonight's opener for the High Bank Nationals will again be live on Dervision. The prediction formula has shifted to favoring shots for tonight, but I'm going to go Macedo after what I saw on Wednesday. Now, looking at some Outlaw Dash stats, on the Chase Rodman Conversations episode from Tuesday, Red Road commented about David Gravel and his dash starts, mentioning that Gravel had been a bit down lately about his poor draws. I went into the database to see what Gravel's dash starts have looked like for the year, and I'm actually a bit surprised. He leads the series in dash appearances with 20, but of the top five in points, he's actually pretty in line with everyone on uh, average dash start. His average start is 4.3 in those 20 appearances, 
Sweets is 5.1, Macedo is 4.4, Sheldon is 3.2, and Gravel or Gravel and Shuhart is 4 even. In the month of May, Gravel did have four straight dashes where he started at 7th or 8th, but in the four appearances since then has started 4th, 2nd, 2nd, and 6th. In those 20 dashes, though, he's only won twice. Both of those came back at Volusia in February. And he's finished 7th seven times, all consecutively, actually, from May 11th at Lincoln through June 11th at Knoxville. And three of those 7th place finishes came after dash starts of 2nd, 2nd, and 4th. He does continue to lead the series full-timers in average time trial position, heat race wins, and heat race average finish. So he's still good early in the night. That hasn't changed. But things aren't going uh, super great once the dashes and features go greens. And as evidence of that, even more evidence of that, he's actually negative in feature plus minus now for the season at minus 14. Obviously, last night's 4th to 20th performance hurt that pretty dramatically. But when you start trying to figure out where that team has gone wrong lately, I think that's where your answer lies right there. Elsewhere tonight, we have the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series opening the Firecracker 100 weekend at Lernerville. The Power Eye Midgets continue Illinois Speed Week at Fayette County. Summer Nationals move over to Spoon River and Dirt Cup starts at Skagit. This MAV TV Plus situation continues to just absolutely confound me. I completely whiffed on the Power Eye shows from Charleston yesterday on the streaming schedule because the MAV TV Plus website hadn't changed. But then after I recorded, I went back over there and the site was back in its complete full form. Kenna McIntosh ended up winning the Midget Show last night with Zach Dom taking the War feature win. But last night, as broadcasts were beginning to start, MAV-TV Plus went free again with the simplified front page and stayed that way into this morning, and then now it's back to uh, the full site again. I have no idea what the hell this means. I also noticed yesterday that the MAV-TV Plus Twitter account has been completely deleted. This whole situation continues to be super weird, and we aren't seemingly any closer to a resolution. Tonight's Lucas show and the Power Eye stuff is on the streaming schedule at dirttracker.com from MavTV+. What happens going forward? I have absolutely no clue. Uh, and this weekend at Lernerville will be the first time the Firecracker 100 is Lucas sanctioned and not outlaw sanctioned. Remember that the, uh, this event was created by World Racing Group when they owned Lernerville. So this is a nice thumb in the eye for the uh, WRG folks by Lucas taking this one over. Brandon Shepard leads Tim McCready, Tyler Erb, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Earl Pearson Jr. right now in the Lucas standings. Brandon Overton, Kay Dillard, and Tim McCready are the previous three Firecracker 100 winners. This weekend isn't on Overton's schedule on his website, but it seems like some still think he will be there. We'll have to kind of just wait and see. He, Shepard, and McCready all have very good average finishes at Lernerville, as does local Mike Norris. The prediction formula likes Jonathan Davenport, uh, Jonathan Davenport tonight, but I think I'll go T-Mac here. And in Summer Nationals action last night at Adams County, Bobby Pierce picked up win number three over Shannon Babb and Max Blair. Nick Hoffman again handled the modified field. Pierce now leads Unzicker, uh, Ryan Unzicker by 43 points in the late model standings with Brian Shirley, Jason Fager, and Logan Martin completing the top five. Hoffman continues to grow the points lead on the modified national side. Both divisions are headed for Spoon River this evening. You can watch that one on Dervision. And out at Skagit in Washington, Dirt Cup 50 starts tonight, and the weekend is back to being a 410 sprint car event, as we've talked about. The winner will take home $50,000 on Saturday night. The Monday field of 35, I think, should grow probably into maybe the low 40s for the weekend, maybe more. And the list of entrants includes the West Coast best names, plus a lot of national guys as well. If the track is anything like it was on Monday, do not miss out on these races. You can watch them live over on Flow with your subscription. 
Before we close out today, I wanted to talk about Ryan Timms and Kyle Hammer. Hammer is currently in the midst of his first full season out full-time with the World of Outlaws Late Models, but is apparently off the tour, giving up the, uh, the sixth position in the standings. He tweeted yesterday, quote, after a rough weekend this past weekend, my father and I are not seeing eye to eye. It has been decided to put racing behind us and move on with our lives. I'm sorry to all of my fans, friends, and sponsors that have invested in us. This is a tough post to make. Uh, being this was such a big part of my life and my dream, but I made some mistakes and I have to live with the consequences. I will be back on track some, uh, somehow, some way, just not now, unquote. So from full-time outlaw competitor to completely out of racing, it appears, Kyle's father, Don, has put what appears to be quite a bit of their late model stuff for sale in recent days as well. So this is not a joke. Uh, hopefully the two can work things out regardless of whether Hammer ever comes back racing again. And as for Ryan Timms, after sweeping Husets and Jackson last week, actually, that's the wrong button. Uh, uh, after sweeping Husets and Jackson last week, he posted a photo on Twitter in front of a World of Outlaws trailer with the, uh, trailer with the caption, they don't want the smoke. If you aren't aware, Timms is still 15 years old and won't be uh, old enough to run with the Outlaws until later this season. So no Husets this weekend, uh, even after his success last weekend. And some folks uh, seem to kind of be complaining or upset that he's not being allowed to race this weekend. As Chase Rodman mentioned on Tuesday, the outlaw insurance is what holds someone like Tim's back from competing before the age of 16. And as talented as Tim's appears to be, I have no issue with this rule. There has to be a line somewhere and Tim's will have plenty of future opportunities to get his uh, head kicked in by the best in the business. Uh, it's a busier than usual streaming schedule for today. Dervision has the Summer Nationals and High Bank Nationals. Flow Racing has the first night of Dirt Cup and Flow 24-7. MAPTV Plus, I think, has Power Eye Illinois Speed Week from Fayette County and the Lucas Late Models at Lernerville, and there's a bunch of local and regional shows across Dirt Track Digest and Speed Sport. To see the full list of shows and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>